terms of this Dhamma practice, to practice Dhamma, we have mindfulness, practice to have mindfulness, which is an, an important aspect of Dhamma practice. Because this mindfulness is something of great benefit, of great use. You can also say mindfulness and clear comprehension, or sati and sampajanya. So we train in this, we train in mindfulness, practice mindfulness, practice mindfulness and clear awareness, sati sampajanya, or we just say mindfulness for short. In order to get the results, the fruits of this practice, we need to have restraint, restraint over our behavior of body, speech, and mind. In terms of speech, we speak little. We speak as little as possible, only as much as necessary. When we're doing the chores, getting food, eating food, we don't speak. We're washing dishes, doing that as a group activity, doing it together. We don't speak. We're quiet. We're saving our speech, restraining our speech. It's not that we don't speak at all, but we speak little. Because in order to speak, we have to think. So if we speak a lot, and we think a lot. So this is in terms of speech. And in terms of bodily movements, we have mindfulness with our movements of body, so that our mindfulness is continuous. We're not moving too quickly, not too slowly. We have mindfulness. We have mindfulness and restraint with our movements of body. This is the mindfulness recollection in terms of the body. So whether sitting, standing, walking or lying down, or being still, whether speaking or being quiet or thinking, we have mindfulness. So we know, we have knowing with these activities. And we can use the meditation word, bhuto, which means the one who knows, the knower. We have mindfulness with the movements and mindfulness over the body and mind. We practice to put down all of our duties and responsibilities related to our life at home that we left to come here for this nine day period. We let go of all those moods and sense impressions associated with that. We cut them off so that we don't have any worries. We don't have to worry about anything. We just have this one uh, wish or hope to bring the mind to peace. So we have restraint in terms of speech, practice sitting, meditation, training in mindfulness, walking meditation. And when we practice like this, we can think to ourselves that we're alone because Everyone is restraining their speech. It's all quiet. So we can close our eyes, put our right leg on top of the left, right hand on top of the left hand. We sit, make the body upright, and set mindfulness to the fore. Just having mindfulness with the in and out breathing, with boot on the in-breath and do on the out-breath. We can have mindful mindfulness at the nose or at the upper lip. There can be some moisture there, so a feeling of coolness as the air passes over it. 
And so that's the place where we can establish our mindfulness, establish our recollection. And if the mind starts to think or proliferate, then we know that we have mindfulness with the breath, with Bhutto. So in the beginning we train and practice. And we don't just do that with uh, sitting. We keep establishing mindfulness, cultivating mindfulness to bring the mind to this firm establishment of peace, the samadhi. So in order to do this, we have to set our hearts on it. We have to have effort to bring the mind to this firm peace. Because to understand the Dhamma, we need a peaceful mind, a stable mind. We need to have continuous mindfulness for wisdom to arise. So therefore, may you have effort with this. If the in and out breath is short, then you can know that. And don't control the breath, but just let it go, let it be natural. And if you do this, you may feel that this is difficult to do. You may feel that you want to control the breath. So you can use the method of counting, counting quickly. Make it just right. On the in-breath, one can count one, two, three, four, five with the in-breath. One, two, three, four, five with the out-breath. Or one, two, three, four, five, six with the in-breath. One, two, three, four, five, six with the out-breath. So one keeps counting until the point where one feels at ease. And once one feels at ease, then one can know the in and out breathing. This is bringing the mind to peace and samadhi in the beginning. And one can reach the point where the mind's not interested in the breath anymore. The mind feels still. The body and mind feel light and at ease. Samadhi arises. So we have effort in the practice. We have this belief that we know the breath, meditation word, Bhutto. This is Buddha Nusati and Anapanasati, recollecting the Buddha, recollecting the breath. So we're training the mind to be at ease, to bring it to stillness and collectedness to reduce the thoughts in the mind. So we begin to train in mindfulness and sitting meditation. In the beginning, sometimes we might feel itchy or different agitations in the body. So we patiently endure that. And for new practitioners, they may, may feel that their body is leaning or about to fall over or it's uh, spinning in circles becoming very tall. So just have mindfulness with those feelings. There's nothing dangerous there. If you open your eyes, you'll see that nothing's happening. There's nothing to it. So don't worry about any of these phenomena because these can happen like this. So we practice sitting practice, sitting meditation. And this is homage to the Buddha Dhamma Sangha paying homage with our practice. So there's no need to fear about these things. This is training in the sitting posture. When it comes to the walking posture, we can start with the left foot or the right foot. 
whichever foot we start with, when we step, we can recite boot, and with the next step, do, boot, with one step, do, with the next step. We can also do this when we're doing chores, washing our clothing and so on. We can recite Bhutto to bring the mind to peace and samadhi. And when the mind is still, then it doesn't need Bhutto anymore. So we just have mindfulness over the feeling in the mind. But in the beginning, we use the walking practice. We do the walking meditation. When we practice walking meditation, in the beginning we set mindfulness from our head and sweep our mindful awareness down to the feet, then sweep the mindful awareness back up to the head again. We have restraint with our vision as well. We can let our eyes rest about two meters in front of us and to keep the eyes restrained because if one looks out and about in a wide area, then the mind will exit, the mind will go out. So we set our vision to be in a smaller area in front of us. We practice walking. We practice to know ourselves. So in the beginning we practice to know the beginning of the walking path, the middle of the walking path, the end of the walking path, and when we stop, we establish stillness, we slowly turn around at the end of the path, we establish mindfulness again, from the top of the head down to the soles of the feet, and from the feet back up to the head, we sweep mindfulness over the body again like that. Then again, we know the beginning of the walking path the middle and the end, we know it. And if we're thinking a lot, we can stop walking and take in a deep breath, breathing in deeply, breathing out deeply. And if we think a lot again, then we can press our tongue to the roof of our mouth and we can cease our breathing. And this way the thoughts can reduce or the thoughts can cease altogether. So we can do this sometimes. So this is walking practice. We can also, if our walking path is circular, we can use that as well. Because the meaning is to have mindfulness. So this is training and practice. In truth, there's not a lot, there's not a lot to it. We have mindfulness with the body. And having mindfulness with the body, it develops by itself to the point of Dhamma understanding. So that should be sufficient to understand. So we train in mindfulness like this, train in mindfulness continuously to make the quality of firm establishment of mind, of samadhi, to make that firm and stable. So we have mindfulness with the body, with feeling tone, with the mind, with Dhammas, these four foundations of mindfulness. And if we cultivate these well, then samadhi be firm to give rise to wisdom. We use the samatha kamatanas, meditation objects for tranquility, which are objects of mind that bring the mind to this firm establishment. 
That is what we call samatha. For instance, the word bhuto is samatha, kamatana. Make our mind firmly established well. And when the mind is firm like this, then we can reach kanaka samadhi, upajara samadhi, apana samadhi. And an easy way of saying it is just to say it's peacefulness of mind. Whether a little bit of peace, medium amount of peace, with more uh, firm establishment, then the mind reaches one-pointedness. This gives the mind enough energy and strength to practice vipassana, or clear seeing. This vipassana is impermanence, stress, not self, anicca, dukkha, anatta. So we do walking meditation, sitting meditation. We bring the mind to firm establishment, to peace first. And once it's well established in this peace, we watch the breath, the in and out breath. See the breath comes in, stays for a little while, it passes away, arises, stays for a while and ceases. So we know that. And we see that this life of our body here, it's because of this very breath, just that much, just this little amount of breath. So if the breath doesn't come in, then that's dangerous for the body. So we see that it's impermanent, it doesn't last, it's not in our control. We see that our thoughts, the proliferations of mind, they arise and cease whether meritorious or demeritorious, they arise and cease the same. So if we have wisdom, we'll see all this materiality and mentality as impermanent, as not self. This is able to give rise to wisdom. We need the object, the mind object of vipassana, which is that it's not sure. If we have thoughts, then we teach the mind that it's not sure. If the mind is busy or agitated, we teach the mind that it's not sure. If the mind is peaceful, it's not sure. And this practicing of not sure brings about wisdom to arise. And so we have this hope, wish, wish for samadhi, for firm peace of mind. It's unsure, we teach the mind like that. So we have this foundation already of generosity and virtue, like you just undertook uh, just a little while ago. And we see that one of qualities of virtue is right speech, not to speak falsely, divisively, or uselessly but instead to speak about effort, to speak about perseverance, doing with little, to speak about contentment, not to speak about things like the economy or governments or world events, because these things, there's no end to them. So may you make a lot of effort. You set your heart already, your intent already, You've crossed oceans and traveled far to come here. And it's hard to find the time to come here. You have to take time off of work and spend money to travel. 
So you already made all this effort and had this firm intent to come already. So then we practice restraint and practice wholeheartedly to the fullest of our ability. So may all of you be restrained not to find fault with one another. It's normal that some people will do things wrong, but instead we set our hearts to look after our own mind, to look at our own uh, behavior, to look at our own mind, to cultivate loving kindness for everyone, and to consider that we're all relatives of one another, we're all family. So not to find fault, not to have ill will, not to wish harm on one another, but to be restrained like this. And practicing like this, and two or three days like this, then peace and samadhi can arise. So may you set your hearts well on this.